Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Diane Kayser, a pro soccer player turned functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, courage coach, and holistic beauty expert. Diane has been through many health struggles and with empathy and fierce leadership is your go-to girl to break through anything, no matter what you've tried and what you've been told. An intuitive healer, she's the author of Killer Breasts, a step-by-step guide to overcoming breast implant illness, producer of the Non-Toxic Beauty Summit, and creator of Cleanse, Heal, Ignite, a program which helps women use the power of intuition to discover their inner healer by providing them with lifelong tools to reverse emotional trauma and perfectionism. Her mission is to educate and empower irrationally passionate women leaders with safer beauty, body, and breast solutions from products, procedures, to diet and detox so they can age gracefully and holistically with the energy and vitality they need to step into their power, speak their voice, and spark their purpose. Are you exhausted with all you're doing to be beautiful? Did you ever consider that with all that effort, you're betraying yourself and denying yourself of discovering who you really are? My next guest will be talking all about toxic beauty, where it starts, what it leads to, and what we can do to heal those toxic stories we tell ourselves once and for all. Here's Diane. Okay, everybody, you're about to meet my friend, Diane. You're going to so love her. You're going to love her as much as I do. But she's going to be talking about something um, that we haven't spoken about before. And it's really the the price of being beautiful. And it's what what may be one of the biggest measures of self-betrayal. And that's um, that's toxic beauty. So welcome, Diane. Thanks for having me, Debbie. And I love this topic because it's taught me so much and made me so strong. And I know it'll help your listeners do the same. And that's why I brought you on. So let's just get started. What is toxic beauty? What do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. Well, it first starts with the belief that we're not beautiful as we are already (laughs) with the unique gifts that we've been given. You know, when we go out in nature and we see this, the wisdom of nature, and let's just say flowers, a flower doesn't open their petals in the morning to the sunshine and look over at another petal, you know, another flower doing the same and go, Hey dude, your, your, your petals are off. (laughs) (laughs) Your petals broken. Um, they, they don't do that. You know, flowers continue to open up and shine regardless of who, who and what experiences them and how they experience them. So that's the wisdom in nature is, is there's so much order in nature and there's so much disorder in nature and that's the beauty of it is seeing both of those things so now we look at humans humanity has been unfortunately but fortunately and what i mean by fortunately we'll talk about through this episode we've been unfortunately but fortunately handed a template of what beauty air quotes should look like and then there's this template and if we don't follow this template of what beauty looks like then we are not accepted. Um, and this is what we're taught is that if you don't have this perfect shaped face and nose and hair and body and butt and boobs, then you're going to be air quotes kicked out of this tribe. And what is this tribe? This tribe is called Instagram. This Mm -hmm. tribe is called Facebook. You know, this tribe is called the magazines and the media and pop culture. And so when we don't follow the template, we have this sense of shame and this shame is the self-betrayal that I want to talk about so much today. And I absolutely want you to 
just to really get get into every detail about it. And I just, it reminds me, I remember one of my kids getting off the school bus and they were in maybe first or second grade saying that there was a girl on the bus just complaining that she was so fat. Mm-hmm. It starts that young. Like yeah. what what's going on that kids yeah. at that age are already yeah. getting that message? They're not pretty. They're not beautiful mm. the way they are. It's just, mm. it's mind blowing to me. I mean, what are you, what are you seeing? Okay. So <clears throat> I do a lot of self-reflection and I have been for 20 years. I've been on this path of like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> you know, It starts mm-hmm. there. Like what's wrong with me and how do I fix me? And I feel broken and I'm not enough. And why don't people love me? And why don't I love myself? And it started for me at the age of 20 and I'm now 41. And the last four years, I have really taken a, a tour and journey, not only within my own mind and my own heart and my own soul, but dove deep within the minds and the hearts and the souls of women all around the world. I've had thousands of clients in over 20 countries, and I've studied this one word called the ego. Mm. And what is the ego? It's this subconscious programming that we have all been, we've all received by the time we're like eight years old, 95% of the thoughts that we make and the choices that we make, we, you know, the thoughts that we have, the choices that we make in our lives are all based on the subconscious mind. What is the subconscious mind? It's the programming that we've received in our childhood. And so think about all the programming when for me about, you know, it was about a month ago, I went to, I'm a holistic health coach. and, And what that means is that we dive into the mental, emotional, spiritual aspects of how we become who we are. It's not just about, you know, changing our mind. It's about really understanding the emotions that have shaped the mind, our subconscious programming and our childhood and our parents and our, you know, our peers. And I say that each of these P's is like a prison bar and there are 10 of them, you know, it could be, uh, the pedagogy, which is our school system, how you should think. It could be priests and how you should think in in religions. And I'm not saying any of these things are bad. I'm just saying that, you know, it could be a prison if we limit our thinking this way. Um, It's our parents, it's our peers, um, it is um, plastic. It's all of these things that we have over time, up until the age of eight, taken one bar, this is how you should think. Another bar, this is how you should look. Another bar, this is how you should act. And before you know it, we're in this prison And we are a puppet. We are a puppet to society and culture. And a big one is when I was a kid and I thought about this a month ago when I went through this act and it all just came out and I had this, in meditation, I had this flash, Barbie. Huh. And I recalled and I worked this out with my coach, which is why I think everybody should always have a coach at all times. Mm Mm-hmm because this is really difficult. You cannot see your blind spots without having someone reflect back to you. I say it all the time. Every, every good coach has a coach. So what yeah. did, what did your coach see and share and help you with? Yeah. Yeah. So it, when I do these deep dives with my coach and then when I do them as a coach, we go way deep, you know, we scuba dive, we don't stand up mm-hmm. paddleboard. We go way underneath the surface that's where the goods are. That's where the hidden treasures are. That's where the trauma lies. And that's where we can free it. And we can free ourselves out of our own prison. And we can finally fly by first loving ourselves. First love yourself is how you spell fly. And you love yourself by asking these deep questions about how did I get here? And for me, I saw visions of me pulling Barbie's head off. 
I saw visions of me pulling her limbs Mm. off. And it sounds really morbid, but a part of my inner child knew better that what she represented to me meant this artificial sense of perfection that I could never attain. And that's how it starts. Yeah. So then you had that visual. I mean, I just can picture the scene and it's really true. It's like, how unrealistic is Barbie? I think I remember seeing something where someone said, if Barbie, Barbie were a real person, she'd be what, like six something feet tall and and have <laughs> like a, a waist that just doesn't make any kind of sense. Yeah. It's so unrealistic. So, Very. so what do we do with these messages? Like we get these messages, they're so unrealistic, but there, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be that like, where do we get that balance? Where do we find that balance? Because I don't know where we, where we go for that. We don't see it so often. Yeah. The balance starts from women who are living natural beauty because they have lived the path of artificial beauty. So for me, what that means is that there's three ways that we can self-betray and that's physical, emotional, and spiritual. So the physical self-betrayal for me was Uh, at the age of 30 and I got breast implants because I was taught that in order to air quotes, win at all costs, you need to cut your body open. And at the time I was a bikini competitor. And before that I was a professional soccer player. So can you tell I do things in extremes (laughs) (laughs) and the reason why we do things in extremes and the reason why we become overachievers or perfectionists is because we are afraid of the judgment that we perceive that would be bestowed upon us from the programming that we got as children. If we're not perfect, we get in trouble. If we're not perfect, we get kicked out of the tribe, i.e. our family. If we're not perfect and we don't get straight A's, we get get grounded. So this is a generational thing. It's cultural, it's generational, it's familial, and then it becomes our subconscious programming. So knowing that these are the messages everywhere, I got fake boobs because I thought I needed to do that to win for attention. Why? Whose approval was I seeking? Mm. We look at all of this and this is an all inside of all of us. This is not a Diane thing. This is a humanity thing. And it's also very hard for women. You know, we've been put in this prison and we're supposed to look beautiful and flawless and perfect and apply a filter and then you'll get love and then you'll get more likes and then you'll get more follows and then you'll matter. But when is it ever enough? And that's the line that no one's drawing in our culture. When is the line where you finally look in the mirror and say, now you're enough. Now Mm. you are lovable. Now you're perfect the way that you are without applying the filters and injecting the Botox and installing the breast implants and applying the masks of all this toxic beauty and personal care products that we're spending so much money on, on the treadmill, spending thousands, now tens of thousands of dollars per year on beauty. And whose approval are we seeking? For many of us, it's apparent that we never got. It's apparent that never was approved themselves of. And so they project that not enoughness into their children. And it goes on and on. So for the ones who've been chosen to face these fears and these false senses of what beauty and whatever should be, we get to break that. Finally, we get to break that chain. And I believe those are the warriors. Those are the warriors that I personally work with 
because they're, they're the black sheep of the family. They know there's something bigger and there's, there's big, something bigger in them inside of them spiritually. And that's the spiritual betrayal is that they're here with huge purpose, mm-hmm. but they're afraid to stand in it because if they stand in their light, that means they're going to get kicked out of the family because the family looks up and says, well, well, who do you think you are? And, you know, and I know that space of when you wake up, it's like that day you realize something isn't right and this isn't working for me anymore. And what used to feel good doesn't feel good. What used to make sense doesn't make sense anymore. What used to, what I used to to like, just I don't like anymore. And it's Mm. a really uncomfortable awakening because you Mm -hmm. can't undo that. And you know, you're about to shake up your entire universe with everything that you're about to do. So- what, walk us through that process because I'm fascinated by that space. And here's what I find from that moment, you you really have, here's where you're at that crossroads. You have two choices. Here's where you either say, wow, this is too scary, too big. So you numb, avoid, distract, do anything mm-hmm. you can to not feel what you've just realized. Or you start making those steps, taking those steps to do something, feel something, be something a little bit different. Walk us through what happens once you've, once you've made that aware, once you've had that awareness. Yeah. And we all know what that day is and that moment is. So I say there's two things, two things that are at the forefront of causing our physical, emotional, and spiritual self-betrayal. And you were there when I came up with this tagline and, and Maui, and it was like, <laughs> I burst out into tears because it hit my soul so much. I'm like, this is it. This is how I speak it now. And it's toxic chemicals and toxic stories and beliefs that keep us confined to our suffering, sickness, and sadness. Mm. And when I say toxic stories, what I mean by that is that if we have beliefs that we won't heal, can't heal genetically, are, de- are destined to stay sick, then we will never get better. We will never feel better. We will never feel our best. So when we're talking to ourselves and our mind that I'm destined to stay sick, talk sick, then we won't heal. We stay sick with autoimmune disease. We stay sick with hormonal imbalances. Our gut is constantly imbalanced with gut bacteria and pathogens like candida and viruses that will continue to erode our intestinal wall. This, the powerhouse of where we get so much of our power and our intuition, our gut feeling, our gut instincts is in our solar plexus. Now that's ancient wisdom for saying that listen to your gut. And -hmm. we can't listen to our gut when it's filled with all of these toxic chemicals and toxic stories of our mind. The two are connected. Our gut and our brain are connected. And And I really think that toxic thoughts are just as dangerous as toxic chemicals. Amen. Amen. And sometimes more so, Debbie. Mm -hmm. Sometimes more so. So what, so what do you do? You have somebody who comes to you and they say, Diane, holy moly, I just heard you. I can't believe I've been trying to fit into this mold forever and it's exhausting and mm-hmm. I just, I don't want to do that, but, but I don't even know who I am, who I am because this is all I've been trying to be all this time. Yep. Where does someone like that start? Good question. So the first thing that I want to know is what are, what are your belief patterns? I have a 12 step, step model for this. And I just went, Oh, it's 12 steps. It sounds kind of like, <laughs> AA. Um, but in, in my program is called cleanse, heal, ignite, cleanse your body 
heal your hormones, ignite your life. And another way of saying that is cleanse your stories, heal your trauma, ignite your purpose. And so many of us are on this path of like, what am I here for? Is, is, is this all that there is? And so the first thing I like to question and ask is, where are you now? Like, what are the stories and beliefs and thoughts that are governing the direction of your life? And, and what do you believe about yourself right now in this moment? And where are you? Are you stuck in the past and the traumas of your past? Or are you trapped in the shoulds of your future? Like so many of us are like, oh my gosh, I should have this. I were, this is constantly what, I, what comes up behind the scenes and, my, and the clients that come to work with us. I should be here now. This mm-hmm. is, I should have been better by now. I should accomplish this by now. I should have this by now. And, and, and there's all of this shame. Like according to who? I mean, that's the first question I always ask. That's exactly what I say is like where, and that's part of the 12 step model is according to where did you first remember experiencing that you should have this figured out or you should know this and you're shitting all over yourself Mm -hmm. and you're, you have a shame storm and there's no umbrella. We've Mm got to ask these questions and then go back in time and heal those wounds, but not just heal them, but Thank them because there is wisdom in the wound. And in that shadow, you can find your light, but only until you have faced your darkness, will you know your light. So it takes so much courage. And that's why I say I'm a courage coach. It, I have a whole acronym for courage and what it stands for. We need to have the courage to finally face that, that scary monster that is under our bed or in our closet and sit with it and go, let's not, we don't, we don't let go of the stories. We don't detox the stories. We sit with them and integrate them and thank them because there are so much wisdom. You know, I love that you brought that up because I truly believe there is no way out of it, but through, and it's only Mm -hmm. when you slay those dragons and face those demons, that's when you move through it and make some sense and meaning out of it. And that's where the courage, and I get why, why you're a courage coach, because that's the scariest stuff to walk through, but, mm-hmm. but that's how, that's where confidence comes from. Nailed it. Because you, you cannot, you know, I use this analogy all the time. It's like, if you've ever had a messy room, garage, whatever, you know, you avoid it. You think it's not vying for your attention. Oh, but it is. And then it just is. And then there's that one day where you're like, you know what? I'm going in and you grab your garbage bags and everything else. And think about what happens. It actually looks a lot worse, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're like, I'm going to donate that, toss that, get rid of that. And But then once you do, you put back what's left, you stand back with pride and you are so, um, you feel so good about what you've done. You could Mm -hmm. never have that good feeling unless you went in there and did the work. And it's the same thing. It sounds like what you're talking about. You can't have that feeling unless you go in there and, and do that very, very challenging work. It's hard, but it's so rewarding. I call that your hot masterpiece. I love that. And, you know, you guys may have heard this term, you know, there's, you know, find the mess in the message, find the message in the mess. And here's where you and I, Debbie, come in. I cannot emphasize this enough. I'm not going to say the word, I can't stress this enough because I don't want to add any more stress (laughs) anywhere. I'm very cautious about the words Mm -hmm. that I choose to use. Like everybody listening your words have frequency, every single word. And so I'll, I'll say that next, but where I was going with that is emphasizing you need someone to hold your hand and sit with you 
through this mess and to witness you and to see you. We need to be seen so we can be sovereign from our suffering. We need to be held in the process of healing. We need sisterhood more than ever. And sure, like online and audio and all that's great, but we also need to come together because sisterhood is so sacred. And we used to have these tribes for hundreds of years. And now look what's happening. Social isolation. It is a thing. It it really, you're so, you're so right. And I just want to stress here too, if anybody had this misconception thinking, well, you know, I can do that and it's going to be nice and clean and easy and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. It's it's messy. It's sticky. It's ugly. It's not graceful. It's like ugly cry, right? Yes, yes, yes. And <laughs> drool and puke and blood and right. poop and everything. But it all comes out. <laughs> but but when you when you think about what you're gaining by going through that, it's it's to really discover and appreciate who you truly are and who you're meant to be. So tell, give us a story or something. Give us one of your, one of your clients who came in one way oh, and yeah. then, and then left another. Yeah. 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 Yay. Thanks Debbie. Okay. I get really excited about this because I see women like you probably too, Debbie, literally at this rock bottom and when they're at their rock bottom, they need to have a rock to lean on so that they can become their own rock to once again lean on. Because for so many years, women have been the rock for everybody else but themselves. So check this out. I don't know if you've heard this before, Debbie, but this is what I learned through doing the summit that I'm sure you'll share the link to later. Mm -hmm. Um, And in my work, you know, writing the book, Killer Breasts, and the work that I'm doing in my program, Cleanse Heal Ignite, women put themselves dead last. And I say the word dead last because we are dying because we are putting ourselves last. We're also dying to be beautiful. So I'll share the story of Emily. She was the quintessential example, and she's how I started my book. She's my favorite um, example, shining example of how somebody has faced the demons and the shadows. I say there's five SHs. It's the shadows, it's the shoulds, it's the shames, it's the sugars. And that's the SHIT of our past and our present that we must walk through so that we can project it into our future. You want to know what your future looks like? Look at your past. If you haven't healed it, it's going to keep happening. So she was there in the order of things. And this is 86% of women put themselves dead last. Mm. After their children after their pets, after their elder parents, after their significant others, and then themselves. And some women, and this is, this is the, the P prison, mm-hmm. you know, priests, the pedagogy, politics, um, the press, parents, we have learned this misnomer that we need to take care of everybody else and we're last. That is called slavery. Mm-hmm. Women have been slaves for too long and have suffered as a result of it, the number one cause in Diane's world, and what I see constantly of breast cancer, which is the second most predominant cancer that there is after skin cancer, the number one reason for that is putting themselves last. Did, and this okay. is the work of did, Louise Hay. Did, did you hear that, everybody? And, and you know, what I've seen, and I've been coaching for 28 years, what I see is that, of course, we think... 
we think that that's the right thing to do. And mm. we think it's selfish if we, if mm-hmm. we put ourselves on our own to-do list and it's not selfish, it's self-preservation. And then what I've also noticed is by the time it's our turn, there's no time, energy, or motivation left. Yes. So what, so now here we haven't done, taken any measures towards our own self-care, which is just like a lack of self-love. And we think we're doing it for all of the right reasons, but we're not, we have nothing to give. And then we make ourselves sick on top of it. And now if our intention was to be there for all within our care and reach, and now we have nothing to give and we feel horrible. It's like this, talk about like toxic emotional soup, right? Shame on shame on shame on It's like, it's the shame layered cake Mm. and it's causing diabetes, death, disorder, and dysfunction. You know, it's, it is the shame cake. And the more you suppress this, the longer that you wait to address this, the more that it will distress you. Like this needs to happen now. Look at our world. We need all of you, every single one of you to rise. And it starts with using your own eyes to undisguise yourself of who you think you're supposed to be. And this is what I did with Emily. So you Mm -hmm. asked about a story, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. I work with women and have worked with women from all around the world because this trauma and this betrayal, this self-betrayal, it's universal now, but predominantly in America, right? America is kind of like the start that so many other countries uh, pedestalize and template. So Emily came to me And she had all kinds of problems. She really wanted to explant, which means to remove her breast implants. Mm -hmm. This is a big part. It's it's a chunk of the woman that I I help support. Women who have self-betrayed themselves physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So physically, they've cut themselves open. They've injected themselves with things. They've applied toxins to their body. um, And emotionally, they have given to other people before themselves. And like you just mentioned, Debbie, and then spiritually, there's a deep hidden treasure within them and in their heart and their soul, and they are keeping it down. Mm -hmm. And this is the biggest betrayal, I believe, because there's a huge, beautiful purpose inside of them. They don't know what it is, but they know that there's something there and they're in search for it. And that's when they come to me. So we have to get the physical, you know, chemicals out of the way, the toxins out of the way. We have to get the uh, emotional beliefs out of the way that they can't heal. Then we find the, the spiritual gifts and hidden treasures within them. So Emily came to me and she had breast implants. She also just had a baby. Uh, she also was using Botox. She also had been prescribed the date rape drug in oh, wow. my, you know, they, this is what they're doing, you know, in mm-hmm. pharmaceutical land. And I'm not saying that all of them are bad, but I'm saying that we have now 60% of us are, have at least one chronic disease, 60%, wow. 70% have two chronic diseases. There is no place for chronic disease healing at the root cause in Western medicine and allopathy with blood testing and pharmaceuticals. They're, it's just not. Mm-hmm. 95% of inflammation is caused by, or disease is caused by inflammation. Where is it coming from? Self-betrayal. Autoimmune disease is self-attack on our own tissues that are trying to separate from self instead of understanding what's causing that toxic chemicals, toxic stories and beliefs. So Emily had the full gamut. She had Botox, she had breast implants, she had a baby, and she was using bad beauty products. And she she wasn't, but many women in my practice, what I'm saying now is there's lots of Bs. <laughs> you can hear all the Bs, right? Mm-hmm. Birth control and benzodiazepines. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is there's this mental regulation with pharmaceuticals 
And anytime you take any pharmaceutical to regulate your mood, you are in a massive prison. Benzodiazepines are harder to come off of than heroin. It's very toxic. You want to know more about that? Look um, at, um, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of his name. I'll, I'll come back to it. But um, he's a, oh, um, Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. He's a big leader and he's trying to come off of it. And it, it can take you to the point of feeling suicidal. That's where he went. So really think twice before you take any of these medications. She was on a medication, the, the date rape drug, to help her fall asleep because she was so anxious. Why was she so anxious? She was suppressing her emotions and her soul, what I call soul goal, her spiritual call, wake up call for coming to this planet in this body. What was happening with her is she wanted the breast implants out because she thought they were poisoning her. So we helped her prepare for that. She had her surgery. She got sicker. So you see out there in this, in in the world of explant surgery that women are getting so much better. This is before and after Mm -hmm. picture. Like you said, Debbie, for so many of these women, it gets messy. So please do not go on the journey of explanting your breast implants on your own because it is a mess. We need to make sure that your, your whole dowel, your thyroid, your adrenals, your ovaries, your gut, everything is ready for the war. That is surgery. It's like a bear attacking you when you go through this surgery. Then afterwards, bringing you back to life, making sure that your body has everything it needs to heal very quickly. So we have the formula for that. Emily, within a month after her explant, got extremely worse. She lost 50 pounds and she's this small woman. So Mm -hmm. she was literally emaciated. She was skin and bones. She was also using Botox. She had no idea that the Botox was also causing her a lot of pain and misery. Botox is the single most toxic injection or chemical known to man. They used it in the World War and they used it in World War II. They used it in primarily the Gulf War to poison the troops and to paralyze the troops, to control the troops. So how did it end up that this became a good idea to inject it in our bodies? She wasn't so much using it for medical purposes as she was for cosmetic purposes, but many people don't know this, is if you're using it for medical purposes, they inject 10 to 20 times more of this poison into your body. And they're using it in children, they're using it in infants, they're using it in teenagers. There are 50,000 unreported cases of extremely sick people from Botox. It's causing autoimmune disease in a lot of people, a lot of side effects, and people are now just finally starting to catch wind of this. I can send you a link, Debbie, to the interview I did with Emily and her success story. Because I'll never forget the day that she came to our, our weekly call and I let people just dump, like just like mm-hmm. let it all out. Like this is a purge. We need to all talk about and share what's happening inside. She was in rage. She was in shame. She was in guilt. She was in agony. She was in misery. She was losing hope. She'd come and she's screaming and she's crying. And I'm like, get it out, girl. And she's like, I'm suicidal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about that. So she's suicidal because her baby boy could not breastfeed from her because she was so toxic and he knew it. Oh, wow. He would go to breastfeed Mm -hmm. and every time he'd start violently turning his head and she's like, what's going on? So we started investigating this. It was very soon after she had Botox injections. He knew better. So he couldn't keep food down. He was one of the most sensitive children that we've ever seen on stool tests. Mm-hmm. He was turning bre- her breast feet, her, her breasts away. 
um, food away. He couldn't keep food down. He was dying too. She yeah. was dying. He was dying. So, and, yeah, yeah, so it, it's really, a, it's, it's just amazing. So then I, I, because we're running out of time, I want to hear what, what happened to her? How did you turn it around? And then I, what do you want to make sure everybody knows? Yeah. Is what I want to make sure everybody knows is that that sounds like a very scary story, you know, like, oh my gosh, like I, what, what, what am I going to do? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to get sicker. But the thing is, is that it's a very mysterious path to do alone, to navigate toxins and trauma. So when you work with a good coach to help you see all of these things that you can't see, you can heal quickly. Emily gained 30 pounds. She's back to life. She's now where she's at. She's living on purpose and she wants to share her story with the world. So my point in saying all of that is that the gift of the darkness that we've been given, the self-betrayal that we've walked ourselves through is on purpose so that we can find the trauma within ourselves, transcend it, transform it, and then teach it. You came here to experience this darkness so that you can show other people to their own and walk through it. That is your gift. The gift that I walk through with my own has been my greatest gift from pain to purpose that I can share with everybody. And that's the gift that we've been given. And every single experience that you've been given is something that you can witness and know that every single other human being is going through the exact same thing. And we need to really question everything that is in our pharmaceuticals, everything that's in our personal care products, everything that's in our cosmetics, everything that's in injectables, everything that's installed inside of us. Because right now, nobody is looking out for this and doing long-term studies. There's been no long-term studies for Botox, no long-term studies for breast implants. There are 1,400 chemicals not approved and use in the UK. In America, there's only 30 that are banned. Mm. This is really serious and there is a healthier way. And that's the template that I'm here to share with the world. And I love it. And thank you for doing that. And you know, you're just, you're an example of, again, it's like you're turning your mess into a message. And I know that's what I've done too. And it's, you know, as simply as we could put it, you're doing something really good with something really bad. <laughs> yeah. And for that, I am just so grateful. Diane, where do we go to learn more about you? Yep. Just go to my website, dianekazer.com, and you can find all the things. My book's coming out 4-4 uh, of 2020. Um, we've got the non-toxic beauty thing that you'll be sharing as well. And it's the way you spell my name is Diane, D-I-A-N-E, Kazer, K-A-Z, like zebra, E-R. And you can find all the things, you know, free downloads and join my Facebook group and contact me and watch my, actually, I go a lot deeper with all these things on my five-step masterclass. You can just click on the top, watch our training. And if any of that resonates with you, just book a call and we can have a conversation to see if what, what toxins and trauma are standing in your way of flying. First, love yourself and experience and courage. I love that. And, and Diane is an amazing coach, everybody. So if you're struggling with anything that she spoke about, I, I couldn't recommend her enough. So I want to thank you so much for your time and your attention and sharing your wisdom with all of us. I know everybody got so much out of this. Thanks so yes. much. Thanks, Debbie. Wow. I learned so much during that conversation with Diane. Did you? I love how she talked about cleansing your story, healing your trauma, and igniting your purpose. And none of that can happen when we're so busy shooting on ourselves. Stay in touch with Diane by going to dianekazer.com and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Fly. First, love yourself. Isn't that so true? If you're spending a lifetime trying to please others in the way you look, 
feel and live, it's an exhausting and unfulfilling life. By getting to the root of your beliefs, where you may have picked up the idea that you're not smart, pretty, thin, whatever enough, that's the place to start so you can heal it. Then by giving yourself some love and compassion, because you were only doing the best you could with what you had access to at the time, you can slowly gain the courage to make different decisions that'll create the confidence to continue. Now, betrayal, in this case, self-betrayal, hits us hard. So it's important to do what you can to move towards healing. Of course, to see what your betrayal left in its wake, take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz. Just go to pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And also the PBT Institute membership community is here. Imagine everything you'd ever need to become your physical, mental, emotional best, community, support, certified coaches and practitioners you could schedule time with, classes on all kinds of interesting topics, curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health, mindset, spirituality, personal development. Imagine the most friendly, welcoming, and supportive place to become your best all online. I'm so excited to welcome you. Just go to thepbtinstitute.com forward slash join to learn more. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.